And we are back. Hopefully we've got volume this time, everybody. Between Two Wheels podcast, this is Tyler Yonke. We're going to talk about stage 12 because we missed that yesterday. Why? Well, I'll get to that. Uh, Beaujolais, 168.8 kilometers. We'll just touch on that briefly. And then the Grand Colibier, 137.8. Things took off today in the Tour de France, stage 12, stage 13. What is going on, people? We've got a barn burner. This, you know, what, 2000, uh, 1989, Greg LeMond wins by eight seconds. Are we poised to do that again? Hang on. Upcoming. <laughs> Massive the number of people have been upgrading. Yes, there you go. You see the graceful limb that you were talking about before. The race we've got yet again, and a victor then goes victory to an American Andy Hampton. The belt of dope bike. He looks at the Colombian rider. How are you doing? Straight past Santiago Patero, and he's coming up to Pantani. Armstrong is considered uh, the last few hundred meters as we come towards the finish of this monumental stage. And Armstrong, as we start to approach the line now, Pantani pitches deep and accelerates and over the line. He's going now to win stage number 15. Sepkus, an emotional finish from Durango in the USA. Sepkus wins. everybody can hear that tyler yonke between two wheels podcast welcome everybody victor uh you're in the comments let me know if you can hear me let's make sure this is working i have no clue as to why that happened last time but welcome everybody 300th episode let's let's get some more cheers it maybe is a little bit more than that but uh, that's the number i have up on the board so we're saying 300th episode um tyler yonke i think i said that a few times as well thank you everybody for being here let's let's get right to it we missed stage 12 i was a busy boy at work some things happen um Interestingly enough, took my son to the airport. He had to be there really early. I ended up just going to work. It was six o'clock. I had a full day. It's like a 14 hour work day. It was pretty crazy. Victor chimes in. Good audio and video. Tour de France looks great. He says, yes, Victor, thank you for coming in and joining us tonight. Um, so stage 12 happens. Look, I, it wasn't too important that I do a commentary on it, right? I, I will do it. We'll wrap it up today uh, because today is a little more exciting. But I think it's actually good to talk about the two together because yesterday's kind of leads into today's and it's going to affect it into tomorrow and Sunday before we get to a rest day. Victor says, credits on 300th episode. I appreciate that. You know, I, I, we did a bunch of little interviews and other things, so it's probably more than that, but we're just saying 300 and um, yeah, here it is. Some fanfare for everybody. Uh, have, a, have a toast, have a drink. Okay. Um, so, Yesterday's stage, we talked about that. It's going to be a breakaway, uh, and some of the teams didn't want that. They wanted to control it. I'm I'm driving to the airport, watching this. Am I watching it while I'm driving? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, listening to it. Let's say that. And it's crazy. It's just going off, going there. You got guys behind. You got groups all split up. There's like multiple groups. You've got. Uh, 
Jonas in the front. Anyway, uh, you got Wout going up the road. Then you got, anyway, finally a, a break happens and it's, um, it, we'll get here. Let's, let's walk ourselves through what the chaos and excitement was from yesterday. But what you did see was you saw, oh, there's Philipson. I don't know why we're doing this uh, back to the original stuff there. Um, but it was 168 point, uh, 189. Is this the right one? A day? Um, it looks like it. It looks like the right stage. I think I picked this one out. Um, so the, the team start off, they, they just, they're going crazy. There's groups all over the road. There's some gaps from the back. Um, but you've got Wout going up the road. You've got Tish Benut going up the road. It's just craziness all around. Um, Skillmalls, uh, Pogacar, uh, Wilco Kelderman, every, everyone's making a, a game for them, a name and, and game. They're trying to get up the road. Who's having trouble at the back once again is Caleb Ewing, but that's to be expected. Um, finally, a group forms, and um, you got up there in that group is uh, Kwiatkowski. No, is Kwiatkowski up there? And that's today's stage. But in yesterday, you had uh, Tish Benut, you had Kofidis Ryder, and we'll get right to it. The idea is, is it Gary takes off? Uh, I think he had Matthew Vanderpoel out there too. That's right. Vanderpoel was up there. You know, it happens. It's just a day ago, and I'm already losing track of what's happening. But you had Izaguri up there with Vanderpoel. Izaguri takes off. He, uh, Vanderpoel gets dropped. Then you've got Ineos kind of chasing. They don't really know why. Just kind of like the day before when you had, because Pino's up there. I don't know if that's why. I think AG2R is chasing. There's just there's some weird things going on with some of these teams. But the most crazy thing was all the action that took, and Tish Benut is up there, right? And he actually gets dropped at the end. Um, we'll just get right to it. Pino's up there. That's why teams are chasing. It's weird stuff. Kofidis, though, gets Izagiri up the road. A Spanish rider. Now, look, we had a French rider for Kofidis winning in the Pyrenees. Now we have a uh, Spanish rider on Kofidis winning in France. Quite justified, quite nice. They hadn't been winning in 15 years. Suddenly they get two wins, and Izagiri is no slouch. But what was interesting is uh, the groups coming in from behind, you still had Tish Benut, because uh, uh, I forgot, Jorgensen was in there. He like he goes, I felt strong. No one was working. It was just crazy. They were marking me after my Poitou Dome stage. So he ends up coming into the finish, and he ends up getting third uh, with uh, Bar- Bagado. I think that's his name. Now, I, I had messed up on the Poitou Dome stage. Remember, this guy actually was in the break with um, uh, Nilsson Palace and Mihail Mohoric. And I was like, oh, I think he got third or fourth or whatever it was. No, because then that was actually Latour that blew past him. Anyway, well, just kind of uh, correcting myself. But here's here's Tish Benut pushing his way all the way to the line, ends up getting fourth. And then you've got a huge day coming up today. So once again, we've got Kelderman up there. You've got Wout up there. You've got um, Tish Benut all day in the break and nothing. Why did this happen? I'm not sure. And then the team's coming in here to the finish. There's a little sprint. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, the GC didn't change. Vingo, 17 seconds over Pogacar, 240 over Hinley. Pino moves up into 10th place. And then we're going to have today's stage up the Grand Colibier, uh, 137 uh, kilometers. So it's not a long stage. And let's get right to that as well. Okay. But I do want to talk a little bit about kind of the, I don't know what the tactics are there for Jumbo. I'm tending to think, and I've talked about this several times where I think that they are uh, in need of a stage win. They haven't got one yet. Jonas is kind of their guy to be doing this. Wout hasn't been getting stage wins. So maybe you throw a few other guys out there, but why? Why now? If, if your overall issue is protecting the Jonas in yellow, unless you think they're not going to have it, 
why are you going out after this on a day like yesterday when it was craziness? Uh, Victor chimes in and says, uh, stage 13, the riders did not receive water bottles or nutrition for a portion of the race. Okay, interesting. It was short. Now, uh, what do we got here? 160, 130 some kilometers. Um, how many actual miles is that? Let's do this. 138 times 0.62. It's only 85 miles. So it wasn't uh, too bad brutal as far as I was now yesterday was warm today was still a warm day uh I don't know why they weren't getting food and nutrition they don't have set feed zones anymore like they used to back in the day in my day but now they just do it you can feed almost anywhere so uh, along the route and you should have teams out there so uh, I don't know maybe it was transitional issues um interesting little nugget there you, you gave us um finish time was 317 I think so well, well Brian don't don't get ahead of us too much so yesterday we had obviously the issue with um, Jumbo. And then you've been seeing, I don't know if it's mind games, but Vingo has been saying, oh, Pogacar, these are, this stage is definitely him. Maybe trying to goad uh, UAE Emirates team to take the lead and to, to do all the work today, possibly. One thing in their favor, UAE is, um, it's got that, it's a 17 kilometer climb. We'll get to what that looks like, but the finishing ramp is pretty steep and uh, you don't have any rides or climbs before this it's just this one and the more climbs the more you saturate the the stage with uh heavy hcs cat ones cat twos over and over the more it actually favors uh vinigo we saw that with uh last year what stage 11 or 6 or whatever it was where they they, they dished out dished out the punishment um to pagachar Pog uh, and uh, it was by roglich and vinigo we also saw it on how to come where um, they were able to distance more time due to the just pounding days of, of uh, climbs that they had there. So Vinigo says, this is my terrain in the Alps, not so much today. And with that in mind, then you had UAE taken to the front. We're sitting in the picture here. Their team was on the front almost all day. They were trying to control the break, but it's really difficult to do. Their, their team, could die, but it's a short stage. So it's easier for guys to try to get up the road as well. And then with that, why they wanted to control it and actually get the stage win was 17 seconds. If they get a slight gap over uh, Vinigo, plus you get bonus seconds, now you've got a chance to win the stage and take the yellow jersey. And, you know, it's that bit by bit chipping away. And by the way, Brian, I got your uh, messages. I just didn't get a chance to read them yet. So if I'm saying something that you've already asked the question or whatnot, I'll go back after the fact. I did see the one you put a uh, comment about uh, the bonus seconds. So I think um, maybe I'll have to look at that again. But there was something about, I think there was, it's what, 10, 6, 4. And then obviously, so, so if you get third place, you actually get more time between third and fourth than you would from second to third two seconds there and four seconds on the bottom. And then first and second would be four seconds. It's a, it's a little bit odd, but um, that's just the way it is. So you're better off getting first or third over fourth than for, I don't know. Get the win. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, okay. So UAE comes in there. there. There does to be a breakaway up the front. It's, it's too hard to control. So UAE is going to try to get on the front here and do what they can. Let's go back over this profile. As you can see, there's a lump here for the sprint. Uh, but for the most part, it's just, let's just take off and do this last, uh, 17 kilometer climb and, uh, get it all in. The teams were got up in the break. There was what, 14, 17 riders up there. It's uh, Bastille day for the French. So they obviously want to win, but, um, is that likely? I mean, uh, I, as far as winning on Bastille day, I know, um, 
Warren Gabargi has done it. I mean, there's there's several over the years, but as far as recent uh, history goes, that's kind of your last last year Bastille Day. Tom Pidcock wins up Alpe d'Huez. was on Netflix whole thing there, so that was pretty impressive. Uh, but for the most part, the the break's not getting too huge of a gap. But UAE is trying to you know keep it somewhat uh, reined in. Um, Pagacar is looking good. Team's looking good. Mikhail Zberg, Stekelegen, uh, Trentine, all these guys up there on the front uh, doing the work. Um, coming into the to the climb, the break has 17.2 kilometers to go. Bottom of the climb, the break has 3.49 over the field. Pierre Latour is at 126. That was an interesting little segment there where he they come up over the sprint. There's a drop down. He gets dropped. He's I guess he's had like a bunch of crashes and in the last you know four years, every year he like cracks something. So he was a little bit tentative and he came off on the descent. And then you're doing a bunch of work and he wasn't even up there for the climb. They hit the climb, Pacheur, uh Frenchman for um oh, what's the team there? Uh, Pino's team. Uh he takes off. He's like, Frenchman, I've got this taken care of. But look at this climb over here. Uh, bottom portion, 9.4%, a section of 12%, 12%, and 10 at the top for a total of 17.4 kilometers at 7.1%. Um, so the, the little break is going up there. You have Shaw of EF Education. They are slowly bringing back Pashir. And then you've got the big-time boys here for EF. Immediately, we see... Um, uh, Tish Benut, he's out the back. And by the way, we also lost Caleb Ewing today. I think he's been suffering. He's been having a tough time. You know, it broke that sprint down not too long ago where, you know, the team drops him up there. They're doing lead outs. He just didn't have anything. He just kind of sits on the back there. I, I just think he's probably been uh, not feeling well this whole time for for whatever reason, not recovering, and then he's he's done. So we're, we're done with him. Uh, kind of a bummer. I always like to see him sprinting. He hasn't even been in the mix with this. However, we're going up the climb. UAE starts to hit the front. It's a pretty big field uh, group. They're together because there's been nothing to shake it out. Some people sit up because why am I going to try? I'm not, no, no chance at this. Uh, at least get out of the way. And then you have, like I said, Kelderman comes out. Tish Bunut comes out. Kelderman comes out. Wout comes out. Van Barl stays up there for a little while. But meanwhile, you've got at least three or four UAE riders with Pagachar and only Sepp Kuss. Now, yesterday... Sepkus gets blown out. There, there's all these splits. We just talked about that a little bit. There was a group in the back that had, um, I think it had uh, Louis Menkes back there. Uh, I don't think Jai Hindley because I think he was making the front. But Sepkus was back there. Nielsen Palace was back there. And they were four, three or four minutes off of then the main group, which had um, uh, Vinigo, Pagachar, all the other main guys. And then there were the brakes going up the road as well. Finally, that group comes out. I, I and, and all the UAE or the Jumbo guys were already up in the main group, except for Sepkus. He's in the back. Now, he's the only one yesterday that didn't make any kind of efforts as far as he didn't even try to, to make that front group uh, with the main guys because he's in the back. And I'm sure he's back there. There's no need for him to be pulling. So he's just chill. I imagine yesterday was a pretty chill day for Sepkus. Everyone else on the team was attacking, doing all kinds of stuff, except for Jonas. And Sepkus. Sepkus had a good time. That group finally came together. They kind of sat up in the front, which let the break go. These other guys were pushing. They came together. Now Sepkus is sitting in there. Once again, nice, easy day. So that's at least good for him and Jonas. And then today. And then Chris Flowers sends me a message. And he goes, yeah, but one Sep is about three UAE. I completely agree with that, except for Adam Yates. Adam Yates is solid. Uh, so you do worry a little bit. But look, for the most part, 
um, Jonas was just fine. Pashir, uh, David Gadu gets spit out, or this is Pashir going up there, and uh, then Stockenlagen's on the front here. It's a gorgeous climb. Kwiatkowski ends up catching these guys and just instantly goes right through them. You got Pachar, you had Shaw, Vagils, Tejada, all up there in the break. I, Everyone on GCN and all and other ones were saying there's no chance in hell that this break is going to make it. What, three minutes we said there, 340-something, hitting the bottom of the 17-kilometer climb. I said there's no chance that that's going to happen when this whole thing pitches off uh, for the in the Tour de France and the GC race when there's such a short stage. But with that short stage, these guys, even in the break, haven't been doing a tremendous amount of work that they might still be able to get an up and over the top and, and actually win the stage. Uh, I think um, uh, Jans Voigt said there's about as much chance as a drop of liquid in hell that they're going to make it. Okay, I think Sean Kelly said there's no chance they're going to make it. I mean, everyone's like, no chance. But the problem is, as soon as you saw, even near the bottom here, you can see this right here, where um, on the inside corner, where Kwiatkowski starts to make a gap here and he comes through Shaw, you're like, I was like, oh boy. Because when he first gets dropped, you're like, okay, maybe he's just on a bad day. But when this happens right here in this moment, and if you know anything about Kwiatkowski, you're like, okay, he's won uh, classics, Milan San Remo. He's been world champion. He's won a stage here in the Tour de France. Now, it was with Carapaz in 2020, which they came across the line sitting up and he kind of gets the win. Uh, but at the time, you know, he, he does a lot of work. Now, you stretch it back a little bit further, and you probably remember, if you can, uh, seeing him doing amazing leadouts for Chris Froome where he literally stops his bike when he's done because he can't pull any harder, just de decimating the, the, the field. So Kwiatkowski is, uh, he's great, and he can go uphill, and that's exactly what happens here today. Uh, Kwiatkowski puts it on, and they're not bringing him back. I mean, the gap just keeps going. It's 311. Now it's they're seven kilometers into there. seven kilometers uh, into climb. We got 10 left to go. Uh, 8.7. He's at 315. Seven kilometers to go. 312. Other guys start spitting out the back. Now UAE wasn't blistering this thing, which is a little bit odd because you can see this group is still actually pretty pretty good. It's odd for the fact that they wanted to bring this down so that they had bonus seconds at the top. And with that in mind, they're just not digging into the time here. Oh, we've got, look at this. Kurt Mills chimes in. I can also stop my bike when I'm done. Yeah, but you're not a pro uh, on a climb. So, you know, it's what happens. Okay, we still got this guy's going up here. Um, full gas. Zberg, Rafa Micah hits the front. You've got Tade Pagachar. Um, I don't know. It's Stecken Lagen. Oh, Gronewagen. Uh, not Gronewagen. Um, uh, Gorschatner. He was uh, uh, pushing things out here. But you got one, two, three, UAE plus Pagachar. Then you've got Vinigo and one Sepkus. But on his wheel, Jai Hindley looking pretty good as well. Uh, look at this. Uh, 4.3 to go, 225 to uh, Kwiatkowski. Finally, at 2.1 to go, they're starting to shred people out just a little bit more. Uh, Adam Yates decides to hit the front. I don't really know the purpose of this move. Um, I'm tending to think. Now, there was GCN writer uh, Dan Lloyd, who I'm not. <laughs> I don't think he makes great commentary. Uh, there, there's a lot of. Uh, all, all those guys, except for Robbie McEwen, are about as astute as Orla Shenaway, as clo her clothing, which is not not too good. Uh, I almost took a snapshot of it yeah, today. It was, it was a red leather. It was it was, it was was something to behold. Um, let's see what here. Kwiatkowski, Brian says Kwiatkowski has high race. Like, oh, yes, definitely does. Um, Brian, so Adam takes off here. 
Um, the guys, Dan Lloyd, trying to get back to it, he was really confused as to why Sepp Kuss bridges up immediately here and kind of doesn't let anything go uh, from Adam Yates. I'm not confused. I think it was just fine. You close that down. What you don't want to do is have a gap between, because we can see when um, Pogacar really hits, he holds it, holds it, and then snaps the, the thing and he has a little bit of time. If you are able to get Adam Yates up the road just a little bit, no one goes, then you attack up to him. He's then able to, you're able to rest a little bit. He hits the front for you. And next thing you know, you've got a gap over with a teammate up the road. So Sep closes it down immediately. It seemed to me to be perfectly fine. Plus what you're doing is you're keeping it things together for your team leader if there's any issues with that. With that in mind, Adam Yates did look to have a good move. Um, Sep never had to really hit the front for him. Uh, but in that last, what, 400 meters or so, uh, Pogacar takes off. Now, Kwiatkowski, he holds off for the win, no problem. But then uh, Pogacar finally decides to hit it with 400 meters to go. And this is a blistering sprint uphill. He, uh, I thought Jumbo, I was, um, Vinigo was actually going to be able to hold on. He was, he was holding, holding, but then there's another kick. Poor Shaw gets passed over here. Slowly but surely, Pogacar's coming up, clips another guy at the line, uh, almost gets to Van Gils. Then he would have got second place, but he gets fourth place. He gets a uh, four-second time bonus, plus he gets four seconds over um, Vinigo. Tom Pidcock comes in here, 103. Hindley at 105. Shaw, 105. Tejada, 105. Yates, Yates. Uh, and we'll look here a little bit coming in because what you end up doing is, um, geez, just, just, I, I, my wife's saying, Hey, open the garage. And I'm like, I'm on a podcast and I don't know why she can't open the garage herself. Uh, so we'll close up here in just a second. But what you have is a problem with, um, the, uh, Pidcock and you also have a problem with, um, you know what? Okay. I, I'm going to have to take one break. I, I want everybody just to hold on here. I, I'm going to have to do this. Just uh, one second.
Okay. How's that? This is a shit show. And I, and I blame my wife. People, if you can't control your own household, how are you going to control your podcast? Um, okay. Let's see. Cheers. Having a great time. Enjoying. Hey, Victor, I'm not done. Kurt, is, is the audio back? Is the audio back? People, are we back going? We good to go? Yay? No? Better. Okay. Okay. Better. Better. It's a shit show. If you can't control your house, how are you going to control this podcast? Uh, okay. Let's go right back into here. Brian said... Five kilometers to go. Pog went up to Micah. GCN said he was asking for more pace. I disagree. At that point, it became clear they wouldn't catch Quato, so back off, then punch it. Uh, quite possibly so. I'm not sure. I don't believe a lot. I can hear you now. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, audio is back. Uh, I don't believe a lot of the, the like I said, the, the GC, a lot of the GCN, if they get something right, it's a little suspect that they just kind of fell into it. I don't, just don't, <laughs> I just don't feel that they, and, and maybe it's, um, you don't have to be, a, Kurt's a good example of this. You don't have to be good on the bike to understand cycling. Uh, but they seem to just not, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's they're, they're so British oriented or they want to impress Orla that they, they have problems with that. I don't know. Um, but let's get back into, let's add this up here. Um, so this was the results here of the day. I do want to talk a little bit uh, about, there's, there's Kwiatkowski. I said a lot of nice things. He's really been working hard. Um, I, I am curious as to, I heard an interview with, um, Ineos. And with that, they were saying, oh, what are we going to, I can hear you now. Yeah. Uh, they were saying, oh, the, the question was posed to him. Are you going for Rodriguez? Are you going for Pitcock? And he's like, well, Rodriguez is much more, you know, kind of the guy that we're, we're here. He seems to be the better person for this kind of tours. We're kind of letting Tom figure things out, but you know, we're not sure which one it is. And we're just kind of let it happen on the road. Well, what's happening on the road is you are getting two guys that are kind of fighting it out, and they're probably going to. I mean, Rodriguez is down here. He loses 120. Pitcock loses 103. Pitcock, we've seen this a few times. Pitcock is riding maybe a little bit better at the finish, uh, so he just leaves him. And so you have, instead of maybe two guys helping, I don't know. I mean, now we'll take a look at this. I thought it was a little more impressive, though. Jai Hindley coming in here. Shaw, Sepp Kuss <clears throat> rolls in at uh, 120 with Carlos Rodriguez. It is interesting how Sepp Kuss gets up there, does work, and then his day's kind of done. So he's just like, fine, I'll just kind of roll in. And when he just kind of rolls in, uh, other guys are just slaving to get there as fast as they can. And he's kind of just, oh, I'm just pedaling here because he doesn't really give a shit i think um uh, felix gall comes in 141 so that's kind of ag2r's guide right i mean he's like what 20 minutes back but he's their best thing that they were chasing for yesterday or something it was odd uh the two yates brothers 118 114 and this is another one this is simon doing his best to minimize time where adam yates had already done his work and he's just kind of coming home it's a it's an interesting thing you have here, but here's where the GC has narrowed itself down nine seconds from Pagachar to Jonas Jai Hindley at 251. Uh, he's getting a solid uh, third place at least there. Carlos Rodriguez 448, and look at that Pitcock uh, 535. So Pitcock is is inching his way, but maybe instead of 448. Um, Rodriguez, there's been two stages that I've seen where uh, Pitcock leaves him and then dumps him for about 20, 30 seconds. Uh, maybe uh, instead of like 30 seconds or, or almost a minute, you could have stayed there with him, paced him into it and saved 15, 20 seconds because you're back away. So it's a little odd to see that these two guys are going to be fighting themselves out for maybe a top six place. See which Ineos rider can be top six. Because I see Carlos Rodriguez, the way he's riding right now, losing the way he is, um, to soon be dropping out. I mean, he's got, uh, what do we have here? Just 
12, 15 seconds up to Yates. Let's see him. Let's see Adam come over the top. Uh, one more second to uh, Simon. Let's see Simon come over the top of that. Uh, Sepp Kuss went up one spot over Pino, who dropped out again. Uh, now he's two minutes behind him. Um, you know, gained some time yesterday. Now he's back over this way again. Uh, just the kind of the stuff that happens. Um, points jersey, Phillipson solid in there. KOM. This is where it's getting interesting. 31 to 46 for Palace. Now, why is Palace? I remember I recommended, I've been doing it daily here, that Palace take off stages 11 through 13 as far as going for the KOMs. Rest yourself up. They weren't important. There's a lot of fours, a lot of threes in there. It's a lot of fighting for just one point when you had what, 20-some uh, points over the next place. Now, today is different. Tade comes in there, gets third place. What is it, 2019, 18 or so points he gathered up there. So he's 30. Uh, Johannesson uh, has 30 now. Kwiatkowski, 30. You know, Felix Gall, 28. He didn't get any. So you're, you're kind of in this position where, okay, now, maybe tomorrow. So let's take a look at the stages coming up. Um, hello, there we go. There was today's. Let's go to stage 14. This is up the Juplan, and then you drop down in. This is I, this is the stage. It's not finishing on the Juplan. It's finishing down below, and I believe that's the exact same situation that we had back in 2006, stage, I want to say 16, Floyd Landis, basically attacks on the Cat 3. I don't know if it's the same actual stage, uh, and then blows everyone out, comes over the top of the Juplan, drops down in between, fist pumps at the end, and uh, evidently he pissed uh, about a bucket of uh, testosterone, some other things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll have a repeat of that. But here's what we got. So you have a cat three coming up to begin with, then a one and a one. There's much more points there. I could see uh, Nelson Palace going, getting the three and the one and the one, and maybe even hanging on for the next one over the top uh, of the La Ramirez, Ramaz. Uh, is he going to be able to do it up to the Juplan? Doubt it. And if he does, then we're looking at a win, but that's not going to happen. So my point is he can get a cat three and two ones right here. He may lose the next one, but I don't think the next one's going to be the guy that wins the, the, the HC at the end. You're going to get a stage winner or one of the GC guys, and you may be able to accumulate enough little bit there. So that's to me, if you're going to take these steps, because uh, Nielsen Palace is a good climber, but he's not that. He's not Pogacar. Uh, and then the next day, Sunday, you kind of have the same exact thing. You got a one and a one and a three. You might be able to get those both. Um, and then you could actually hit the cat two because it comes a, a two into a one. And you could actually hold that two before they get to the one up the final up the saint Gervais mont blanc Good stuff. Um, okay, so that then we'll have a rest day. Then we'll have the one individual time trial. It's got a little bit of an up here. I mean, and I'll have to look at this in more detail. It's what cat two 2.8 at 8.5 percent um you may see a kind of a thing like we saw at the end of the Giro, right that kind of stage has a little bit of a feel to that although you have a 1.3 at 8.5 here some downhill um and then a full climb 6.3 at 6.6 but that's middle section here is at 2.8 at 8.5 so are they going to do a bike transition that'll be interesting to see are they going to go full bore um you know, not, uh, you know, the Giro, we saw that bike transition, which Garrett Thomas just had a, I don't know, I thought he was having a picnic out there, uh, combing his hair, changing helmets. Uh, meanwhile, you had Roglic uh, with a good one, you know, pulls off his chain and still gets the win. This will be interesting. That's Tuesday, then Wednesday, you're going to have stage 17 up the Col de la Lowe's. We just talked about that Anhol, uh, Superman, Lopez winning up there, but you had um, Roglic and Sepkus. I think it was 2-3, and then you, they put time on Pogacar that day. That's got to 
short, uh, or not a short, but it's really like dirt path, not dirt, cart path. Like it's real thin path that they go up this thing. Remember, Sepkus was just lighting everyone up uh, going up that thing um, uh, two, what, two years ago. Um, so it was pretty exciting. Cole de la Loz, Lopez. <laughs> uh, didn't Lopez, isn't Lopez like doing USA cycling now or something like that? I mean, he's like doing a tour of the Gila. I mean, talk about falling. Um, interesting to see, you know, he, he wanted to stop racing. He was on his team there, a uh, movie star, and he didn't want to race with him anymore. And then he just quit the, the Vuelta and he was up there pretty good. Did they tell him to stop riding that day? Was there some other things? And then anyway, that was a, that was a whole interesting uh, affair that kind of uh, went south. So there we go. Um, I think that's all we have for today. I got to go figure out if my wife made it into the house. Yeah. So tomorrow, who's going to win? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be GC day tomorrow, right? The next two days. Um, so we definitely will be excitement on that. Um, does, do we want, does, does Pogacar put his team on the front? Do they wear themselves out too much? Are we going to have, is it, is it that kind of fight where it's like bang, 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 and then bang, bang, bang. He's on the Medellin Colombian team. Okay. That sounds about right. So uh, I think you're, look, Pogacar needs a win. Vinigo needs a win. I think you're going to have, uh, Vinigo is going to feel like this is a stage for me and he's going to go for it. I don't know if he's got it. I'm not seeing him getting cracked though. He gets caught out and this can happen. It's kind of like the Lefay, you know, when he was um, going up the sprint climb when they were early on. It's that kind of rider that can just push for 400 meters. But if, the, if, if Pogacar was trying to do this 2.5 down the road, he would be caught. So it'll be interesting to see. All right, everybody. Till tomorrow. Stay. Uh, I went for a bike ride and it's hot out there. Late.